All right, Fern, we're here amidst the, what would you call this? It's a pandemic, right? Is it officially a pandemic? Uh, you don't have to look up the definition of pandemic and epidemic. I know they are. Let's look it up right now. All right, let's while, find out. While I'm, while I'm doing that, I want to confess something. And it's not my undenying love for you. Ooh, is it like a... Oh, oh I was excited for another Confessions. We have a new I... segment on this show called Confessions with Fern. Confessions with Fern. Um, I at this point I'm about an hour ago just finished up running a class in which had I been observing myself I would have fired myself yeah I would have fired you a long time ago this isn't much of a confession yeah it was not good all right tell us why we we <laughs> bought the bait where you got us hook line and sinker no i was i was i was thinking about it i was like yeah i was frustrated in the moment like i st it started off poorly and then it just i mean there was there was like if i was trying to pick some positive I was, uh, things out of it there were there but I, I guess the point that i'm bringing up and we'll talk about all the things that went on but it happens is my point right so but I think recognizing it when it happens is good. And then the other thing I think is important to discuss is did anybody else notice? That's a really I'm not, good point. I'm not sure they did, but in my mind, I was like, this is the shittiest class I've run in a, in a really, really long time, like just really long time. And so I think it started off with, I violated a cardinal rule, which is I have a rule that I don't do anything five minutes before the class. Like I'm not getting on a call. I'm not, doing like I'm just kind of like getting ready for the class and I something was going on and I was on the computer trying to fix something so that made me frustrated and then I walked out onto the floor and realized that there was it was a decent sized class I think it was 16 people and then the equipment wasn't set up where it needed to be and I immediately knew I was like that's five minutes because it was a ton of rowers a ton of boxes and so then I was having to rearrange that. And then in true fashion, the 9 a.m., you know, was just all over the place. So I had them pull rowers out and didn't, they didn't do it the way that I wanted them to. So I had to rearrange them again. And it turned into one of those things. I was like, all right, full stop. Everybody sit on your rower. People are sitting on each other's rowers. It's a big goat rope. All right, everybody's got a rower. Cool. Now go sit on your box so we can identify your box. No, I don't have a box. And I'm like, yeah, I know you don't have a box, but now we, now we all know that you don't have a box, including you. So go get a box and then rearranging <laughs> the it. Best. I don't have yeah. one. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. So, um, so that was just eating up my time. So I didn't get to go through the warm up that I wanted to. And then I like spaced on my lesson plan and I like that I had already looked over and then I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And I mean, I started the workout on time, but everything prior to that was just garbage in my mind. And then, and then I did like not as much coaching as I would like, probably because I was just frustrated and like trying to catch up with myself. Uh, and the only kind of redeeming thing that happened in there was uh, I had some, some guys that are newer and there's a little bit of a language barrier with these guys. And I was able to kind of will them into the intended stimulus. Like they were not going to be anywhere close and uh, so I had to make multiple revisions during the workout in order to get them there. So that took away from the rest of the class, but I could have sorted all that out had I been ready on the front end. So uh, the big takeaway is it happens, evaluate it. Uh, it happens to the best of us. Um, so, you know, do an evaluation on it, see what you can fix and then move on. But it happens, right? Like it, you're never going to be immune to running a bad class. Uh, today just happened to be mine. And maybe I was distracted. I don't know. I was like other stuff going on, but. Yeah, there's a, you know, yeah, there's a pandemic. As we kicked off the show, there is, you know, but imagine other things are going on in your brain. You and I had a talk yesterday, but also, and we'll fill everybody in on that, but also I think a valid point that you made earlier is, I mean, it's great that you're evaluating. It's great that you're recognizing you are a level three coach. You're not a level four coach like I am. And that's important. <laughs> that's important to note. But bigger picture, I think something, I see this a lot, like, at the on the level one crew like the newer staff members are like oh i messed this up i messed that up and i'm like no one notices yeah and it, i i think i see that a lot in lectures 
Oh, we'll, we'll be say you're doing the squat lecture at a level one, and you're air squat, front squat, overhead squat. <clears throat> now, ideally, you hit everything, you move on to the next one. But sometimes, oh, I forgot to talk about line of action in the air squat. Yeah. No big deal. Hey guys, you know, let me circle back real quick here. Yep. Well, you don't have to make this like, you know, pull out the, um, you know, sparklers and be like, I made a mistake. Like yeah. everybody, and that goes for your class too. Like your your members don't know what your plan was a lot of the time, you know, and it's internal, no. you know, they don't know that you're getting frustrated a lot of the time. They don't know that you miss things. So, you know, it's like that fake it till you make it mentality. And yeah, I mean, people were still having a good, good time. There was a lot of laughing and stuff like that. So largely people did fitness and they had a good time. So the goal we achieved, I just felt combobulated, which, which admittedly doesn't happen very often. Like there's not a lot really that can like throw me off and have me run a bad class. And I still haven't figured out like why that was, but, um, well, rowers and boxes, what was the workout? It was a chipper. So it's a hundred calories, uh, a hundred calories, 80 kettlebell swings, 60 box jump overs, 40 burpees, 20 handstand pushups. Well, you know, you got five different movements, three of which require, moderate amount of equipment to be, you know, rowers and boxes are probably the two worst things to have to move around in a class. Right. Well, then, there, then probably, there's a space consideration, right? So like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of square footage per person. Right. And you probably had more people than rowers. No, we were good. You're good there. All yeah. right. So, so hey. we had the equipment. It was just that it wasn't where I wanted it. So then it required two, two logistical adjustments. Cause I walked out and I was like, Oh my God, like none of this is set. And it wasn't set not because the coach before me didn't do anything like they actually probably did what they were supposed to, but then they cleaned the floor. So then everything was like pushed in there. Like everything was hodgepodge kind of like all over the place. Damn it, Cassidy. No, it wasn't him. He's gone. He's at a golf tournament somewhere, but the, um, but yeah, so then I was just like, Oh, if I'd have been out here five minutes ago, I could have sorted this out and at least laid out like one or two of them and said, make them look like that. <clears throat> well, but, the you other know, thing you, you know, when you leave things to people, I'm like, hey, pull your stuff out. It's like nobody has any consideration for logistics. It's just like this seems like a know. good spot. Yeah, right in front of the door is a good spot. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, well, you know, the other thing that, that you said, and I think this is, you know, ultimately for the for those listening, that coach, once you say three, two, one, go, a lot of that falls to the side. And if people yeah. feel like they got a good workout, you give them a high five at the end, they have no idea. And I would guarantee maybe your your long-term members are like hey fern was off his game today but probably nine out of ten would have been like great class Fern." yeah i mean i made some jokes like internally i was furious and you know so then let's talk let's talk about it because and then we can move on to the pandemic but what kind of or, set or is it epidemic i don't know but i am looking well at no it. it's it's pandemic so the definition for pandemic is uh what relates says, to a geographic ag ag adjective of a disease prevalent uh over a whole world or excuse me a whole country or world which an yeah. outbreak of pandemic disease so yeah i'm pretty sure that's correct um so we so, are in a pandemic officially correct uh yeah i think it's fair so the only thing kind of saved me from like having probably a at least an internal meltdown was as I was kind of doing the general warm up. I was kind of thinking about the movements and the reality is like the rower and the box jump over and the burpee don't really require, I mean, we could all agree that you do definitely do not want to not coach those, right? You, you want yeah, to coach every movement that you have, but worst case scenario, if I didn't teach them at all, I'm probably going to be fine. Right, like it's nothing's gonna happen on any of those movements. Like, do a step up, do that. <clears throat> so, I was like, all right. So, realistically, what I need to do is push through. I want to cover the kettlebell swing, and I want to cover the handstand push up, and then doing a quickest, doing a quick assessment on how many of these people are actually even gonna do handstand push ups. Right? Can I just save myself and just make a scale seated strict dumbbell press or something like that? Uh, and again, nobody's gonna be the wiser, but if you catch yourself in that situation, be like, this is when you can kind of go through and kind of rack and stack, like what absolutely needs to be taught. And then what can we just glaze over for today because of the scenario and then cover the necessities. Um, so 
just something to keep in your back pocket. Like you should always kind of be prepared. Like if I'm going to have to ditch one of these movements and not teach it and, or take through a progression or have some sort of specific warm up, like which one would it be that way you can make that decision. Cause you don't want to get caught off guard with like, I don't know what to do. It's always like monostructural. Okay. Yeah. Out the window, you know, same thing for the box jump over, like step ups, jump, let's go. Don't fall down. You know, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's also a longer workout. So that that playing, you know, you sounds 20, like probably yeah, a twenty, 20 minute workout. Yeah, it's twenty. I think I had somebody like in the twenty two range, but I had I basically might hit that today. Of, actually, was so what was it? Hundred calorie row, eighty kettlebell swings, sixty box jump overs. Yep, forty burpees, 40, 20, 20 handstand pushups. I'm gonna do that later today. I need something just to move a little bit. I'm a. And that's what it was. So that was kind of like what saved me. But again, it's a lot, right? So if you think about it, you're like, that's five movements. If you're actually gonna teach all of those, you got a lot of shit to do. And then, and that's a longer workout. So you probably, you probably need to allot 25 minutes for it. Ideally, you would just get five minutes back on the back end, but you want to have 25 minutes for something like that. But I had some people that were done in 17, 16. Yeah, I'll probably do it in like 13, 14 minutes, but no big deal. Yeah. I mean, if you chop the reps in half, you definitely do it in 13, 14 minutes. (laughs) But, but let's talk. Okay. Let's, let's get back on, on topic. We appreciate, oh, my Siri's talking to me. We appreciate the, the confession. So, you know, the, we, we got a couple of people asking us, hey, can you talk about the impact of, of this on the box level? And you and I were just talking about it, you know, like I coronavirus, said Coronavirus, just I don't think we've actually said coronavirus yet. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, and look, COVID-19. We're, not making, we're not making light of this in any way. I know we joke no. a lot, but, but this is a serious thing. I mean, Fern and I were supposed to go to HQ next week to coach the underserved class. That got canceled. Um, I saw this morning. Uh, the West Coast Classic has been canceled. Obviously, you know, the NBA, you know, Fern, big fan, having been a Division One basketball player, huge NBA fan. Who's your favorite basketball team? The Virginia Sharks? <laughs> well, we all, we all know how much Jay knows about sports at this point. Um, Last basketball I don't, game. I don't I actually – I'm not actually a big fan of the NBA. Oh, I, I just – I don't, I don't really love the NBA game basketball-wise. Now – that's not to say I don't think those guys are incredible. Like they're entertaining, but from a basketball standpoint, I don't enjoy it. Like it's a lot of one-on-one, which is cool. But if you're a bat, like if you're kind of a back- basketball nerd, X's and O's, the NBA, you know, like they have defensive rules. So you can't get too creative with you. De- and it's, it's designed for high scores, right? It's not designed for defense sure. per se. So um, I don't follow the NBA, but they did the same thing for the NCAA tournament. They're going to have the NCAA tournament. No spectators. No spectators. Um, I'm sure other sports are following, right? The NHL is still playing. Those guys are crazy. But I think I saw, like, the UFC, they're going to have a couple fights with no fans um, and a couple other things. So, you know, we were talking before this. It's not so much about the virus that's taking off. Like, obviously, we all need to stay safe, stay healthy. But it's really about the economic impact, and we wanted to talk about it from the box level because it can impact, you know, that's really where my head started going. Like, yes, I'm concerned for my parents. I'm concerned for the elderly population, but there, you know, the whole reason we started talking about this was I said to myself, you know, should I go to jujitsu practice anymore? So if I'm thinking that way, what are box members thinking? So first and foremost, I think it's always people get freaked out with the unknown. Right. So again, we're not saying it's not serious. Like it's clearly serious. Like the president just banned travel from Europe for, uh, for 30 days. 30 so days, we, yeah. we, you and I just had a trip that was canceled. Um, and we're, you know, we're not sure about other trips coming up, but we're like, Hey, you know, we're trying to make plans. We're trying to coordinate dropping in season two, you know, go in and watch some of the old episodes in yeah, the meantime. I mean, I mean but, a lot um, on the waves is definitely, probably not looking good at this point but yeah, just, I mean, you know even, even if it's safe it's just people you know i understand it like Roz is in my life like really the um probably much like jess in your life like the the smart one a and b just the rational one and i could be panicking over here and she's like it's smart like she understood this whole idea of like hey we can't uh, overrun the healthcare industry and I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. So they're just trying to flatten this curve of what they're saying. Of If we get less people interacting, it'll slow down the spread. 
Yeah, and what it'll do, like it'll buy them time. And some people are like, "Oh, it's going to do is buy them time." Yeah, um, but that's important time. Well, yeah, for, for a lot of reasons, right? So like we can have some people that will get healthy. Like I know there's a ton of reports coming out of Italy that say that um, at least a thousand people that had tested positive are now okay, are no longer testing positive. So uh, there's, uh, I think China is at a lower rate after three months. At least, I mean, nobody knows if those numbers are accurate, but they're probably Yeah, they're not, saying but... there are less and less uh, instances of, of people yeah. testing positive. Did you see Tom Hanks had it? Yeah, they're down. I'll show you him and his wife. So, and he yeah. falls in that category because I'm pretty sure he's a type two diabetic who's over sixty, which is not good, right? Statistically, it's not good. But he's also but, probably got the money to bring in his own personal doctor for sure. So, is be informed about like who's at who is at risk. What actually caught? Like, how is it transmitted? So, a lot of people, you know, the Clorox thing is, I get it, but it's kind of ridiculous because that's not really how it's transmitted. So everybody's buying Clorox and is like, and if you do some research and you talk to doctors, like we have, most of the gyms have doctors in there. Like if you just have a five minute candid conversation, they're like, yeah, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Like no amount of washing your hands is going to prevent you from getting this if you're in contact with people that have it. So, and then who's at risk? What are the things that we can do to mitigate it? You know, like if you have like the reason cruise ships and, and airlines are uh, in, in kind of a weird spot is because they recirculate air. Right, right, which is bad, right? So it's not bad, but it's in the sense of like, if, if it's an airborne thing, then yes, that's worst case scenario. We're just going to recirculate it for everybody. Um, but, you know, so, and then people are like, wash your hands and, and, and clean up after yourself, which brings up one topic, which is like, why aren't you doing that anyway? Right? Absolutely. Like, like if your bathrooms are not clean, hey, clean your bathrooms. And if you're not wiping down your bars and your equipment with disinfectant wipes after every class, why not? You should be doing that. You know, if you're not yeah, cleaning I mean, really, the floors two to three times a week, why not? You should be doing that. You know, so much of this, I, I think it's good. Like, first of all, my hands are like literally dry and cracking. And I was someone that I wouldn't say I'm OCD, but I'm very clean. And you're OCD. Let's not uh, let's not sugarcoat <laughs> it. Like, anybody anybody who's who's anybody in my situation is forced who's forced to spend five days with you nonstop knows that you're OCD. How many times did I shower in five days? Way too many. Yeah, I was worried. <laughs> so, so, so honestly, that was the only place I can get away from you. I just turned the shower on and sat in it. I was like, I need to decompress from Fern. Would you, would you downtime? Is that what you need? need downtime? <laughs> downtime. By the way, the clips from the uh, upcoming episode are too funny. Too funny. Yes, I was laughing out loud when I watched but, them. So. But by the way, great coaching cue of that fist between the legs yeah fist yourself yeah yeah. Um, fist yourself or someone fist your, else fist your friends but you know you know, my point is i think this is just a great opportunity to be like hey we need to wash our hands more and i love this idea of no more handshaking I well, you're anti-social fits. you're just anti-social like i don't like i've never liked shaking hands i've i don't say never like probably you know as I became an adult, I listened to probably a little too much Howard Stern, who's very neurotic. I listened to other things, and it's like fist bump. Like this handshaking idea is obsolete. Like let's bow. Let's just give you like a little nod, something. Like we don't fist need bump, to... elbow bump, something. Yeah. So everybody handshake, do that. It's courteous. It comes from the. It comes from kind of mid, uh, medieval times. It was basically you expose your hand to make sure that you were not carrying a weapon and you weren't going to knife somebody. Okay. Well, most of us don't carry swords anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. I do. But, <laughs> but you know, if, if you guys meet us for whatever reason, you know, I hope to meet you guys. If you listen and you're a fan of the show and you enjoy what we put out there, I'm going to give you a fist bump. I'd rather give you a, a chest bump or a hug than a handshake. Yeah. He might even fist you. I might even fist you if it's appropriate. So, All right, so let's talk about the gym. So uh, people are freaking out, right? So let's, let's talk – Okay, worst case and then best case. Worst case scenario, people freak out and we have, ma- we have mass gym cancellations, right? I, somebody out there is thinking about that. Like that's a real scenario. I'm thinking you know, about it. Yeah, and you don't even own a gym. So, but yeah, it's definitely across my mind. I was watching the news last night and having, you know, like having worst case scenario, everything, the world's going to end, right? Well, so to some degree, like you should have some things in place to at least buffer that, meaning like, Regardless of the, there's a pandemic, people shouldn't just be able to come in and cancel their membership tomorrow, right? So just take a look at your cancellation policy. So do you? So let me ask you that. Do you think that, like, say you do have a 30-day cancellation policy, 
is that something you should be upholding in this moment? From a, from a selfish standpoint, I think the answer is yes, because I have to stay in business. Like if everybody well, just comes in and cancels tomorrow, then you're out of business. Like I, I, most gyms do not have enough revenue to just forfeit probably even 30% of their revenue and still be okay within 30 days. Like that's a big deal. It's a for problem. A and, and that's really where my concern has shifted with this virus. Like we're healthy. Like I do the right things all, for 42 years, you know, like I've been doing the right thing. Like I don't want to get the coronavirus, but at the same time, the health impact isn't so much what I'm concerned with now. It's like, Hey, these people that run small businesses and I'm, you know, even from a virtual level, you feel it. Zach Forrest put a great post in the Facebook affiliate owners group. Go check that out. We should have Zach on the show, by the way, you know, former owner of, yeah. of Max Effort. And, um, you know, he just said, Hey, this might be a time to talk to your landlord and see if there's something you can do. If, if there is a shutdown or there is a quarantine, like sure. There, there, there may be the members that don't want to go into the box, you know, certainly, yeah. I mean, that's part of why we're not going away next week. We're, we're coaching the underserved, which are the, you know, overweight and elderly. And, and those are the people most susceptible to this virus. So they're not showing up. So you're going to have those people, the young people are going to go in anyway, I think. But the what bulk if of, this- yeah, I mean, the bulk of affiliates probably do not house people that are at risk, meaning like they're probably healthy. They're probably not smokers. They probably don't have lung disease of any type. They're probably something to the tune of 25 to 55. uh, And the bulk of those would probably be 25 to 40. So they're not at risk. You know, if you're keeping your gym clean, which you should be, you know, just think about like doing a little bit extra, right? Tell everybody, Hey, grab an extra wipe, wipe everything down a little bit more. Just make sure that you're cleaning everything's out, change out your air filters, do stuff like that. Um, but then uh, I saw something, somebody shared something from David Osorio, who's, I think he sent on email to yeah, that was a membership great. base, which is, and I'm going to steal it and probably just re, and probably re uh, retool it a little bit, but just reassure everybody that you're taking those measures to, to keep it clean. Right. And to and make remind sure that people you, not to come in if they're sick. Right. So that's the other thing, which is like, and we do that regularly with, cause we have uh, like a co-op for the kind of child sitting at our gym. And it's one of those things you're like, if you are sick or your, um, or your kids are sick, don't bring them in, you know, just be courteous. Right. Like, and it's a lot of times you be like, Oh, it's just a, it's just a cold. Right. And be like, well, most of the time. Yeah. But right now that now that's not okay. Right. No now leeway re- on this. You yeah, got the sniffles, like, hey, you got a headache, you're tired, don't come in. you're stressed out, don't come in. And it might, and it might be one of those things like just take a, take a, take stock in who your, who your folks are that are doctors, nurses, people who are working in hospitals. The likelihood of them being in contact is fairly high. So maybe you reach out to those folks and just be like, hey, listen, if there's anything that we need to know about, like, please keep me in the loop, right? Like, just so that you're not bringing it into the gym, you know? Um, but the By likelihood the way, you, is- you said something interesting, and I think every gym has someone that smokes. Isn't that such a weird thing? Do you have a smoker at your box? I don't think I do. I have some I think, ex-smokers. I think every gym has one person that, you know, and I'm not talking about smoking a joint here and there. I'm talking about, like, addicted to smoking cigarettes. I think every gym has someone that still- some. Yeah, it's interesting. I have had some, but I but I do not currently have any. Not that I'm aware of, and I'm pretty pretty confident in that. So, yeah, I mean, I think you should communicate, like over communicate, you know, and then kind of take take stock and like be a source of information, not a source of panic. Is is kind of like you're a leader, right? So like it's like the captain of a ship, right? If the captain is freaking out, then guess what? Everybody freaks out. But if the captain is like, "Hey, we're taking appropriate measures, we're looking into it, we're trying to see what the risk is and what's going on." Because to some extent like regionally, this is not an issue currently, at least. You know? So, I mean, I think there's like a handful of cases in the full state of Virginia, which is where we are. I think maybe two in Virginia beach. And it's like, okay, does that qualify as a pandemic? No. Am am I taking it lightly? No. But am I going to shut down my business because two people in Virginia beach got coronavirus? Probably not. No. And I don't think you should, but it's just, you know, 
we had a doctor's appointment <clears throat> last week and the doctor's like, look, you're going to get this. Like, it's a matter of time, right? So it's, it is spreading, but yeah, all it takes is one person flying in from New York city or new Rochelle where it's really blowing up, you know, to Virginia beach to, to grow there. And I think the bigger picture is like we've said, you know, how do we get prepared for this? I think a, like you've mentioned, whether you take it, I don't know where you, I, I saw Dave's message the same way you did. Somebody sent it to us on Instagram. So I don't know if it was public. I'm sure if you Google it, but you know, it doesn't take much effort to just write something out, send it out on MailChimp or Clavio or whatever you use for your, for your member, put it on your Facebook, your social media, like get your members feeling safe. Let them know they're being taken care of. I saw my jujitsu school did it and it immediately made me feel better. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, on, on top of that, while Fern looks for it, I would, I would consider this. Yeah, and right. I know you've talked about this with a couple of people that messaged us, not allowing drop-ins right now. That's actually a fair point. So it, uh, this is public, right? So if you guys want to go look at it, go to CrossFit South Brooklyn's Instagram page. Their handle is CrossFit South Brooklyn. Uh, and you'll see it. It's, uh, what is it, five slides, just information. Uh, and written I, would, by Dave, I would honestly, bullet point. if I owned a box... Dave's a smart dude, you know, one of the first people to come on this podcast. Uh, he wrote a blurb for my book, Best Hour of Their Day, in case you haven't heard of it. It's available on Amazon, uh, ebook and, and paperback. Uh, uh, Fern wrote a blurb as well. I probably wouldn't have had him write that blurb had I known he was such a shitty coach this morning, but still. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, but Can't yeah. Take it back I'll, now. No, whether no, it's from no South Brooklyn, backs. you know, take some screenshots. You want to throw your logo on it. Give Dave a little credit because he's a smart dude repost that shit that's all you got to do keep your your members are panicked right now the best thing you can do is create that safe space where like i feel safe here and and i would i would highly consider because this is something i'm going to tell my jujitsu school i'm going to be like hey they know me they know i'm involved in crossfit i'm going to say you might want to consider we get a ton of drop-ins not allowing drop-ins right now so that's a good point so i th i think it came across this morning and i have to go back and look at it but it, there, we had a guy who's dropping it who wanted to drop in from Japan, and I'm probably not going to let him come in. Yeah, and I think you know and he's probably just, fine. That's the and that's yeah, the that's, shitty part. He's probably fine. But he's also but, probably going to understand. I would hope so. I mean, I assume I'm assuming he's a military guy, and he can just go to the base gym pretty close to here. But it, again, it's just like one of those things. Like take stock in your rules, and this is one of those things where it's not weird if you kind of do a hard stop on some things that you would normally be a little lenient with be like listen hey it's better safe than sorry and i know people get freaked out when you start to enforce rules but this is the same scenario as when you intervene to take weight off somebody's bar because you don't want to risk it right be like hey that that movement just does not look very sound to me i'm not comfortable with it the likelihood of you getting injured at this point is still probably pretty low but not happening on my watch. So take the same approach with your gym, which is if you've been sick over the past 48 to 72 hours, don't come into the gym. If you're feeling under the weather at all, don't come into the gym. If you've been around other people that have been sick in the past 40 48 hours, so like, please don't come into the gym. If your kids are sick, don't bring them into the gym. So like normally after our 9 a.m. class, we kind of like unleash the hounds and let the little booger eaters like run all over the gym just to kind of save the parents for a little bit because there's nobody in the gym at that point. And I asked all the parents today, I'm like, hey, no kids until, until we can get this thing, like until everybody feels a little bit better about it. But like, please, no kids on the equipment. Like we just wiped everything down. And like, I don't want to have to do all that again. So, and they were fine with it. They're like, yeah, totally get it. It's fine. Yeah, and whether it's no kids or, you know, you have to think about it from a cost analysis. Hey, this drop in, even if I charge $30, which would be very high, like you're saying no to 30, but yes to 150 or $200 from your members because they're going to feel much more at ease that Fern or, you know, whoever the box owner is, is at least taking precautions. That's all we can be doing right now. So I would say, you know, some things, and, and then, so let's talk about it. Box owners, it's pretty simple. I would, I would certainly reach out to your landlord. Just be proactive. Hey, if for some reason we get quarantined, if for some reason you know, gyms are forced to shut down. If for some reason our members cancel, can we do something? Like your landlord doesn't want to not get paid, right? Yeah. Which is the alternative. So is there something we can do in the meantime? Even if it's, hey, we can slowly make it up on the back end, but maybe you don't get hit with this 
three, four, five thousand dollar rent bill, you know, come April first if people aren't yeah. coming in. So so talk to your landlord, send out an email, post it on your social media, potentially consider not allowing drop ins and just reissue you know, I would keep an eye on your members. Like we know Susie in the corner's got some sniffles. Talk to her. Like, hey Susie, the other people are, you know, we're just being cautious. We know you probably don't have this thing, but but let's just be cautious. From a coaching perspective, less handshakes, right? You know, keep that. So we, yeah. So we, I told everybody, I'm like, no more handshakes. It's like everything is like like a elbow or or nothing at all. Like just, yeah. You know, fist, uh, fist bumps, whatever <clears throat> it's going to be. Wash your hands often. Force your members to wipe down the equipment, which we, they should be doing anyway. So that means box owners go stock up on Lysol wipes or whatever you use, you know, you're not going to find them. It's too late. Okay. (laughs) But here's what I would tell you then maybe consider some equipment that gets more like medicine balls, ab mats. Maybe you don't program them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, all those things, like anything you can do, I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, obviously you need barbells and pull-up space, but one wipe or a paper towel, you know, can do the trick. Tell people, Hey, if you have some Lysol at home, bring it in so we can wipe this down. But, but you know, eliminate the, thing some I of the did, more obvious. Yeah. And I, so like on a, and I went in and purchased uh, like a bunch of Lysol, like disinfectant spray. And I just put one on the sink in each bathroom with another, just be like, Hey, just please wipe everything down when you're done. Like for every single person that goes in there, like, please just do it. Like, I know this isn't your job. I know we're supposed to clean the bathroom, but I've got anywhere between a hundred to 140 people that come through the building every day. Like, I can't do that. I would have to have like one of those bathroom attendants who's handing out mints in there in order for that to happen. So, um, you know, so like anything that you can do to kind of, to, to mitigate that, you know, like full disclosure, like we're having, we're, we're kind of on the fence about it, but like we're supposed to have an event this weekend, like a competition, you know, at this point I'm probably having surveyed the landscape and looking at Virginia beach and what's going on here. I'm probably still going to do it because it just doesn't seem to be an issue. I know everybody that's coming in is local. Like they're all registered. They're all from the area, but I am considering potentially maybe limiting the number of people in the building. There's a lot of things to to take into consideration there, but you know, at this point, I'm not, again, it is not me like taking it lightly or not saying, I uh, don't think it's serious. It is serious, but it's also doesn't happen to maybe be here yet. Right. Like, yeah. And you know, I think the worst thing you can do is panic. And I think that's clearly what happened a week ago when I don't understand that, you know, there's plenty of memes out there. People just stocking up on toilet paper. Like luckily, it's not dysentery. I, to, I don't. I still don't understand that. Like, everybody going to be shitting themselves like to well, death? First of all, the fact that these people don't have a bidet is mind blowing. Do you have a bidet like, in your house? Yes, I have a bidet. Everyone in your have house a right bidet. now. Is that the Currently. first thing you do when you move into a place? Is you replace the toilet with a bidet? Uh Well, let me be clear. I'm not replacing the toilet. There's a company which I'll, I'll give them a shout out called uh, Tushy, and for like seventy, Roz got it for me for Christmas. And for like $79, it goes right on top of your toilet. It hooks into the water. There's an option to hook into your like hot water as well. But unfortunately, where we're currently renting in Boulder, like we couldn't because you'd have to drill in like the hot water was under the sink. So cold water, yeah, I get shot up in my butt every morning. Nice little wake up. And um, I love, I would That's recommend- That's why you like you to be fisted. Your- That's why you like to be fisted. No, it all <laughs> makes sense If you don't have now. a bidet- in your house at this point, you are behind the times. And I know it sounds antiquated. It sounds a little funny. Maybe some men feel weird about it. Get over yourself. Well, I think and, so the States is the only place where that's still not oh, pretty man. common. Like in what Europe, I, at Middle, yeah, in the well, Middle East, man. Like, well, depends on where you go in the Middle East. Sometimes no, but when we've traveled all, but. For, level, for level ones and twos, you, you, they have like the, I remember Dubai. I didn't want to leave. Like I could live in that bathroom. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 an anomaly. Like same thing in in Qatar, but the uh, yeah, the opposite in certain parts of the Middle East. But anyway, yeah, it's it's yeah, it is kind of weird. Where like that, and there's a lot of European countries where that is standard. But in the yeah, states, wanna... states is just like I'm not spraying anything about my butt. I'm like, what? You don't take a shower? Let me let me give a shout out. There's a gym over here called Gym Number Five that we head to sometimes. <clears> it's 
it's an amazing gym. It's not a CrossFit facility, but it has like basically anything you need to do to do any CrossFit, but it's more like powerlifting, functional movement, bodybuilding. You see a lot of Olympic lifting. They have a bidet on every toilet. Tushy. How do you spell Tushy? T-U-S-H-Y. Let me look it up real quick, but it's like $79. I, so what happened was I saw it on Instagram. That's a less than $300 investment. If you have four toilets, Dude, but day attachments by I just hello tushy.com. Go get yourself one. I was able to hook it up on my toilet and I'm useless. Yeah. You're definitely a mechanical idiot. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, that reminds me, I don't know why I just like, I was thinking of this thing as, as if we're just going to give out random useful advice. This is not random. It's very useful. It's definitely random, but still useful. Two things can be true at once. So the, uh, with regard to personal hygiene. So this is for ladies and guys. So if guys, if you shave at all, razor burn is a thing. And years ago, this girl turned me on to this stuff called coochie cream. Oh, yeah. Like so it, it virtually eliminates razor burn. So if you're shaving the private areas and you're like, Hey, I don't want to put a straight razor on that a, cause I feel like I'm going to cut my wang off or something like that. Or because it gives me razor burn, coochie cream do it i shaved for years like for a lot of reasons but you're talking about downstairs at this point yeah yeah so if you're not using manscaped or something like that where you're just like yeah Yeah, i do too it's great but if you're gonna go straight razor straight blade look up coochie cream like no more razor burn for you ever it's amazing i don't even know how it works but it's 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 the bomb so yeah that's a lot of random crap on this show yeah we handled Um, the front and back side though during this I mean, it's important. It's important. Clean yourself up, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we should get Tushy sponsored. Like I was saying, I, I, it just came across my Instagram and the sponsored feeds, and I was like, Ross, you got to check this thing out. I'm going to get it because she knows, you know, when we moved here, like you said, one of the first things I want to do is put a bidet in. They're usually like $1,000 if you buy like a Toto, like a really fancy one. Keep in mind, this doesn't have a dryer. So yeah, you do still have to, you know, clean up a little bit after. But it gets I have the- a question. So do you... Man, this is uh, this is largely not a useful episode for anybody. But I think this was find, the beginning you, was more useful than this. <laughs> yeah, definitely more useful than this. Uh, well, not necessarily, but it is one of those things, right? Like amenities, right? You don't have to go full crazy town on the amenities to have a big impact on people. Again, you're talking about like we have four restrooms, and I'm pretty much decided at this point that I'm going to go buy four of these tushies. Because I think people would appreciate it for like less than just, 400 bucks. Less than 400 it, bucks. It'd be $300, less than 300. They're like 70 bucks each, right? So, but it just puts you above and beyond. You know, we talked about this in a previous episode about gym aesthetics. Uh, we recorded it in Raleigh, but it's true. These little things, like I went into that bathroom at gym number five. Now, mind you, they didn't have a shower, which I think is, you know, I think is important. But I was like, wow, this impressed me. Right. And so what you want is kind of like those weird talking points in your gym, meaning like when somebody goes, I told somebody, right. Exactly. Right. So it's just a conversation thing where they're like, man, I go to my gym. Like our gym has a fucking bidet. Like they care about, they have a bidet and a squatty potty. Like they care about our colon and our hygiene. Like this is amazing. So little things like that. Gyms aren't doing. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, get the nice toilet paper, you know, Get some nice soap, especially this time of year or this time, you know, and then all year round. Get some nice lotion. The best thing is when you, you know, you wash your hands and they're dry. Like, give your people some hand lotion for the women's bathroom. Like, put all their product needs in there. Like, overdo it because it's cheap. So, okay. So, here's another one. And this is all relevant, actually. So, because if you think about what we're talking about, and I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this all back home, everybody. So now this has value because Jay's just going off on the rails here. If you think about what we're talking about, a lot of it is eliminating people having to touch things. Yeah. Right. So like in, in all of our restrooms, not necessarily the sinks, but now I'm considering it, but you, sometimes they're a little dicey, but soap, paper towels, they're all touchless. Yeah. So, no, so nobody's. Air no, one? no, we have uh, paper towel. We have paper towels, but they're automatic. The Tyson ones, um, I would love to get them. I'd have to do some weird stuff in the bathroom because of where the power is, but yeah, they're like I, 800 bucks. 
right? So that's yep. a tough one to bite off on where I can just, you know, most of the stuff you can get, either you can have a company like CentOS do it, or you can have, or you can just buy them yourselves and install them where everything can be touchless. And I don't know how much a, a, like a, a hands-free sync would be, but probably not that much to be honest with you. Like if you're thinking about just like trying to keep things cleanly, then then like these are just like minor investments and you don't have to do them all at once. It's just like, Hey, we're going to do touchless paper towel holders. We're going to do touchless soap dispensers. We're going to do all this other stuff and, and keep the place clean, <clears throat> you know? And then, so we have that. Is and then all a word, of by the way, cleanliness, I'm pretty sure cleanly is a, is a, he's very clean. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You just threw a fake word out there and rolled with it. And I don't think, I think that should be noted. I, think I mean, it should be, if I did, in fact, make up a fake word, it took you way too long to pick up on the fact that it was potentially fake. Um, however, that's all I've been thinking about for the last 30 seconds. I have no doubt that that was literally but, three. But yeah. let me let me add to what you're saying. Not only all this touchless stuff, great for the germs. My last two boxes. It is a word, I, by the way. So okay. you're welcome. Yeah, your, your spell check is incorrect. It's not but spell anyway. check. It's called Webster's Dictionary. But <laughs> Oh, you have a dictionary just sitting on your desk? It's called the Internet. <laughs> So, what, what the where we're doing this right now yeah <laughs> the, the world wide web where i can find literally information by the way we were we were working from home long before it was cool um so the reason i did the dysons in my last two boxes was simply from my work and money like 800 dollars. you're right they were expensive but eventually you're going to pay that in paper towels and the idea that i never have to touch use dirty paper towels that went to the floor or take the garbage out was worth it. But yeah, that's a really good point. Like they take those high power. So depending on where your outlets are in the bathroom, you have to be smart about it. It's one of those things that you can even put outside the bathroom though. You know, so every, that way you don't necessarily, say you have four bathrooms like you, I've seen like restaurants do these these days where the, where the sink and the hair dryer is actually out. So it's yeah. not requiring four stations, just one good big one. I mean, any electrician can solve that for you pretty easily, um, yeah. but it, it is hard right now. So most people are like, well, how long is it going to, let's say you have four bathrooms. So you're talking about like three grand. And people are like, Hey, I'm not spending three grand on hand dryers. And it's like, well, it's because I'm, I'm how long is it going to take me to spend three grand on paper towels? Well, a, I don't know. Do, do the math. Right. But that's not it. That's not the only expense. Right. So the other expense that you have associated with there is exactly what you talked about, but most people are not thinking about if you're as more and more people come into the facility, more and more people are using paper towels. So a, your usage is going up, but then where do all those go? They go in the trash can. So now you're also going through trash bags at a much higher rate when you're going through that. So I would look at those two factors. How much am I spending on both paper towels and trash bags annually because if you can eliminate paper towels just all together it's a safe bet you're probably spending something to the tune of a thousand bucks a year at well, least and, and the at effort least. required to take them out and Time. or paying someone to do it so it's probably not as long but let's say safe bet two years to recoup it safe bet two years i think it's fair if you had four restrooms, which let's say you have like a big communal restroom, like some people do, where you only need one in each. Now it's significantly less and you're probably recouping it in way less time. Um, if in fact you're worried about getting ROI, like, as, like how long it's going to take, like take those two things into account. Um, but like the other thing is uh, with regard to touching things, like we are, our trash cans are motion censored as well. So nobody's touching the trash can. You just kind of wave your hand over and it opens and then it closes. You know, but one other thing, the last thing, and I mean, we're spending too much time talking about hand dryers is you own it at the end too. So whether you sell your box or just, you know, for some reason need to sell something, like you still own this piece of equipment that has value versus like you're going to get Meaning nothing. Meaning like you would take it off the wall and take it with you? Potentially. Like if you're renting a space or needed to sell something, you know, when, when you either sell the box or for whatever reason – Point is, it's I'm, an asset versus paper towels. I'm definitely taking the seven Nest thermostats that I have in this facility once yeah, I leave, because that is you know, not cheap. The, the only thing I would do other than the bidet at home is put a urinal in. At home? Yeah, I would love a urinal at home. Be, I, just less, enjoy, I just enjoy sitting down when I pee, I'll be honest with you. No, Roz, would be less for her to yell at me about for peeing on the seat or not putting the seat up. But anyway. That's one of the reasons I sit down. I never miss when you sit down. Well... I can see that, but you know, let, let, let's bring it back to wrap up about, about Corona. What do, 
Any anything else we're telling the you know we've we've given advice to the box owners to the coaches. I think all that's left really are the members. What do we tell them? Like, hey, if you're not feeling well, don't come in. Wipe your shit down. Um, you know, be open minded to anything the coaches or box owners throw at you, just so they, you know, they're they're already stressed. Be a good member of your community right now. Yeah, I think the the three big takeaways are a make sure you clean, right? Like clean your gym. The second thing is think about different ways to to mitigate the amount of cleaning you have to do. Whether it's you're gonna you're gonna change things in your bathroom or you have the clean the wipe dispensers in your gym, um, and then communicate that right. Like communicate that you're doing things. Communicate what is acceptable and what is not acceptable during this time duration all of that <clears throat> and then think ahead like start thinking about worst case scenario if this does turn into a ridiculous pandemic what would you do you know maybe you should have that conversation with the landlord and so you know because the reality is like the landlord's probably thinking about it too like everybody's thinking about it. everybody's thinking about it yeah like we're just i mean I would not be surprised. I know this is extreme. I was telling Roz this. She says, no way. It's like, if we want to kill this thing. There's just got to be a 14-day quarantine for the country. Like, no one can go out. No one can do anything. 14 days and this thing is gone. But that's a little crazy. What Do you think that's even in the cards for him? Uh, I think it depends. Like, I mean, I think at some point, I mean, I know, I know a lot of schools have like their spring break is right now. So there's a lot of colleges and stuff that are on spring break. And I know here locally and, and a lot of people that I talk to for the most part, some of those colleges are making the decision. They said, Hey, don't even come back to school. We're going to do everything virtually until the end of the year. Cause they have to basically do virtual for what another 45 to 60 days of school. Yeah. And they're like, we're not even going to risk it. Like, don't even come back because we all know that dorms are just a Petri dish of the, all the things. Absolutely. And I think part of that is also no one wants to be the first school or business that spread Corona, right? No one wants yeah. to be like, Oh, Michigan state. That's where the virus really took off or, you know, working for Google, you know, that's why you see Twitter selling people to work from home. So obviously it's hard to work from home, but Maybe also as a box owner, one thing you can do is throw out some home workouts, you know, put a couple up yeah. each day, you know, just or not each day, but you know, one a day just to give people some options, keep your members satisfied. What you want is when this whole thing passes, which it will, you know, that your members are happy, they're healthy, they're safe, and they're coming back to your box. So here's what I would do. We'll give everybody a little homework. Let's all do All right, you wrap home. it up, Fern. I'm going to do this. Go through and look at the next month. And if you haven't done your programming, A, look at best hour of their day programming and we'll do it for you. Or look at somebody else's and look at all of those and convert all of them to home workouts. If you were going to scale it to somebody who had minimal to no equipment, what would you change and do it? That way you're prepared. If you, for whatever reason, do have to shut your gym, your gym down, like this pandemic has now reached your city and they say, listen, nobody can go and convene in numbers of more than three people. I'm just being extremely ridiculous at this point. Just be like, hey, we're covered. Uh, and maybe you communicate this to the people. If we have to shut down the gym for any time, we will be distributing home workouts that you can do with having requiring no equipment. And again, I'm setting people at ease because now they're, now they're not thinking about, like, well, I got to turn my membership off. You're still adding value and you're, and you're thinking about it. So they're probably not even having that thought anymore. So communicate clean your gym, think about procedures in the gym. If you, if you don't have any of those um, and take a look at start prepping for the worst with regard to talk to your landlord, right at home workouts for your members. Absolutely. Well, we hope this helped. We hope a, we shed a little light on it, maybe a little bit of humor. You know, this is a serious time, but you know, something that we needed to discuss and then talk about because enough people had reached out to us about it. And you know, Fern's dealing with it right now as a box owner. We're dealing with it as part of the seminar staff. Like, I would not be surprised if, you know, we've got emails already from the seminar team, but I would not be surprised if even that gets shut down in the future. We'll see where things go, but hopefully we see this, you know, the tides turn quickly. Last thing, and this is a little bit, this is also something that should make people think about other random stuff that could come up like this that would that kind of force some sort of stop in business. And that's why you should always be thinking about having capital available to you, right? So that you could, so that you can survive that. Cause typically like something like this happens, you're like, I can get a business loan to float me for this or for some time. It's not going to be enough time, number one. 
and you're probably not going to get it. So start, like if you can start looking into having lines of credit potentially available. I'm not saying take a loan out, but like you can get a line of credit for things like this um, to cover payroll. That way, if you do have to shut down, that's available to me and I can push that off and basically think about extending that loss over a greater period of time, like 12 months or six months, depending on how the the line of credit works. But those are ways that you can be at ease about this and and be able to at least mitigate that cost over time uh, instead of just having to eat it immediately. And now you're in a real bad spot because, you know, if you shut down for a month or maybe 45 days, I mean, that, that could be it for a lot of gyms like you're you're done yeah. like you're, it's it's a, a, a year is not going to be enough time for you to recover absolutely well all right guys if you have any other questions you want us to address on this subject or any subject as always shoot us a dm at best hour of their day email us best hour of their day at gmail.com and in the meantime you know we have lots of things check out our programming you know it's on Wattify, it's on SugarWatch. check out the book check out dropping in on youtube we're coming up on the season finale in a couple weeks and we're getting ready once this all passes to hit the road again so if you want us to come to your box let us know but hopefully everybody stays happy stays healthy and hope you enjoyed this episode thanks again for listening to best hour of their day and thanks again to our special guest we appreciate All you guys do for us with best hour of their day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.